What's up, everybody, and welcome to the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, here bringing you guys week 12 of the NFL season. Coming up next with a preview and a look back on week 11. So as I mentioned here, week 12 NFL preview. I know, I know, I have not caught up with my episodes. I have not been on track. That will be fixed. Uh, beginning, though, I will wish everybody out there uh, happy Thanksgiving. We had a great variety of games here coming up this Thursday, November 25th, um, for everybody to celebrate, spend some time with family and friends, and also watch some great football. Um, I'm excited for the games this week, um, both on Thursday and Sunday, and then, of course, the Monday night game, too. Uh, we had a great week 11. Um, I, last night, I enjoyed the game as well, seeing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, getting a nice victory over the Giants, well-deserved. And then uh, right after we got the news this afternoon that Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants, fired promptly after that game, um, which was, I believe, well overdue. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but we're going to get into it today, um, previewing the episode. Here we start off with Week 11, some takeaways, uh, what I liked. We're getting really into, I think, now – you know, the the season starts to pick up. We're heading towards the playoffs. Um, and for all of you fantasy football-focused uh, guys out there, I got some takeaways for that. Um, but a lot of teams, I feel like, you know, are becoming really for real. They're contenders. And then I think, you know, and especially one of these teams on my list today will surprise a lot of people uh, for the pretenders column. So I have a lot of those. Um, I have some other takeaways as well, but we had a great, uh, exciting week of football, I thought, um, and we learned a lot. Next, waiver wire pickups as I do every week. Uh, this week, I got a lot of them too. I have uh, seven, seven this week, and also some honorable mentions to monitor as well in the fantasy leagues. Um, and then, of course, as I do every week, I preview and break down each and every NFL game. So, uh, we're going to start off with the uh, Week 11 takeaways. Uh, first, heading into the Pretenders uh, column. And I didn't, you know, totally, totally look into it. It's just some teams, you know, some brief thoughts um, that I that I saw from the week. I think a few teams are in trouble here. Starting it off, Cleveland Browns, very, very ugly loss. Uh, or Well, it was a win, but an ugly win versus a Lions team that was starting uh, the backup, Tim Boyle. A Lions team that is 0 and well, coming into the game, they're 0-8-1 on the year um, and not looking good at all. Uh, barely any offensive weapons, and the defense is just not good. I like their head coach, Dan Campbell. I think they are trending um, in the right direction in terms of their rebuilding process. But the Browns, a team that made the AFC Championship last year, should have been able to take care of them very easily. And uh, that did not happen. It was a 13-10 win, uh, very limited offense. And I know a lot of people are saying Odell Beckham Jr., they miss him. I don't think so. I just don't, I, I'm not, I have never been a really big believer in Baker Mayfield. He only, by the way, he only threw for 175 yards in this game. Um, I mean, they, they got it done on the ground, which they should have. Um, with Nick Chubb, I think they should lean on that ground game a little bit more. And yes, it'll probably be better once you get you know a guy like Kareem Hunt healthy. 
um, you know, implement, you know, kind of a three-way backfield with De how well Dearness Johnson played, um, replacing those two when they were injured. But overall, this team should have performed a lot better. And, you know, they've come off some ugly losses, especially in New England, 45-7, um, to and they could not stop the run. In this game, I mean, they couldn't really stop the run either. DeAndre Swift had 14 carries, 136 yards, and a touchdown. And the thing I look for when teams play the Lions, because they really don't have any outside weapons, um, you know, their running backs are really their primary pass catchers. And then, of course, you have TJ Hawkinson. But if you can't limit TJ Hawkinson, not a great defense, because they really only have one receiving threat. And with Tim Boyle starting, he really shouldn't be getting any grabs. He didn't have a crazy game, but six catches, 50 yards, and he was open a lot too if you watch that game. So I, I'm worried about the Browns, especially come playoff time. They're in a very tough division and a very unpredictable AFC. So it's hard to eliminate a lot of teams in the AFC, but the Browns so far, they are 6-5 and five and not looking great um, in terms of their playoff push. Next, uh, Seattle Seahawks. I think this one really, you know, obviously with the Geno Smith um, coming in for the injured Russell Wilson, that did not help their case for a playoff team. We know their division is good, but um, you kind of thought they would get back on track with Russell Wilson coming back, but instead that's been the complete opposite. They had zero uh, points, I believe, versus the Packers. They might have scored like a late garbage uh, field goal or touchdown. I'll have to check on that. But either way, it was not pretty offensively. Uh, it was not pretty again this week, 13 versus the Cardinals. Um, and that is a Cardinals defense that has been struggling recently. But, you know, their offense wasn't good once again, but their defense was also terrible. They let Colt McCoy, a backup, get 330 yards, two touchdowns. James Conner had a pretty good game. Zach Ertz was unstoppable. Um, you know, they played a team without their two best offensive weapons and also another good offensive weapon in Chase Edmonds. Um, but you you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, you don't have Edmonds, you don't have your uh, premier, you know, young quarterback in Kyler Murray, which is, you know, what the offense revolves around him and his mobility, his throwing, mo you know, his throwing ability in, you know, you still get pretty badly beat um the cardinals if you guys watch this one controlled it for most of the game they just did not look in sync the seahawks didn't um and i'm worried about them i, I think we have eliminated them for playoff contention um at three and seven right now not looking pretty and honestly this offseason is going to be interesting for them because uh wilson is going to be on the market so we'll see what direction they uh they head in but it's not looking good right now uh, next, I have the Atlanta Falcons. I think, you know, everybody was starting to sense this one. But two weeks ago, they were in the playoff picture in the NFC, uh, which surprised a lot of people. But after two consecutive, you know, not good losses, especially this week, they did not look pretty at all versus the Patriots. 25-0. Uh, the backups even came in, did not look good. Yes, I know, they missed Cordero Patterson. They missed Ridley, but I don't think Ridley's coming back anytime soon. Uh, Patterson will be back, but, you know, once you kind of figure out him, you have this kind of whole offense figured out. He's so versatile. He's so valuable to the offense. You know, I, I think Kyle Pitts is good. I like him as a piece, a young piece in this rebuild, but, you know, he's not going to really um, change the game for the Falcons, I, at least not yet. You know, he's not going to really determine if your team wins or loses. I don't think he's that type of player yet. Um, the Patriots were able to shut them down completely 
um, especially towards the end. Uh, you know, the Falcons threw in Rosen and Felipe Franks, and it was they threw interceptions on two consecutive plays. But that's besides the point. I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. Uh, the Patriots dominated offensively. Um, you know, they probably could have gotten a few more uh, touchdowns in there, but good game for Mac Jones once again. Um, and this Patriots team is looking good. You know, not only in the Falcons kind of move into the pretenders column, this Patriots team is really looking like a contender. Um, this was a trap game for them, and I am glad they completely uh, disregarded it. And, and, you know, in a conference in the AFC where a lot of teams don't have it figured out, you know, the Bills have struggled. Uh, you know, uh, the Titans coming off a loss to the Houston Texans. They also lost the Jets. There's a lot of shuffling there in the AFC. It looks like the Chiefs are back, you know, in the right direction. But the Patriots have been consistent now, um, and they're looking like a real real threat to a lot of teams in the playoffs. Um, moving on, though, uh, the final pretender um, that I picked up on this week, uh, and this really will surprise a lot of you guys out there, but the Buffalo Bills, I do not think they are a Super Bowl contending team. And, you know, for some, yeah, like, they're not a Super Bowl contending team, but they're still going to be good. Yes, but this is the Buffalo Bills we're talking about. This is a team that was, you know, a favorite to win the Super Bowl. They were among, you know, the Chiefs and the Rams, the Packers. I do not think they are now even close to that category. I mean, yes, Jonathan Taylor is a fantastic running back, and this O-line is good, but you cannot let a guy get over 200 total yards. And 185 on the ground, 185, and five touchdowns. That is that is just a sign where your defense is absolutely atrocious. If you cannot stop the run in today's NFL, you are screwed. I, I mean, yes, you'll win some games, but you are not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. Uh, especially if they face this Colts team. They did it last year. And, you know, now you're looking at it, teams know how to how to play them. They know how to, you know, they are figured out. The Bills are figured out right now. And offensively, yes, I think it'll get better. They didn't have, you know, the worst offensive performance this week. They put up only 15 points, but they were just off the field. Josh Allen can never get in rhythm because it was just Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, constant. And they would just run the ball the whole game, run the clock out, keep the Bills off the field, the Bills offense off the field. They did it perfectly. Uh, Frank Reich put together a, ga- a great game plan. You know, it wasn't much to it. Really, just run and keep their offense off the field. It worked. Um, but I, I think the Bills. You know, if you can't stop the run, and by the way, if you can't stop the run and you can't run the ball, that's the thing. The Bills have had some success, but they cannot run the ball, even when they try to, like late in games. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, I like Josh Allen. I like the weapons on the outside. Stephon Diggs. Don't know what's going on with him. He's just kind of taking a step back from his breakout last season. Uh, but their their defense is ultimately holding them back. Um, and I do not think they are a Super Bowl team. I think they probably are a playoff team, but it's not looking good uh, for the Buffalo Bills. I would not be surprised if they, uh, if they, you know, I would be a little bit surprised if they don't make the playoffs, but I would not be surprised to see him be a very low seed and get knocked out in the first round. Um, no questions asked. I would just not be surprised if um, that happened. Next, uh, we moved on in the contenders. Talking about the Patriots a little bit. I also uh, like the Colts on the flip side of this Bills game. I mean, 
if you can run the ball like that, that's good. I mean, if you can't stop the run, yeah, that's a problem. If you can run the ball like that, though, with Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, you're going to be a good team. This team is very, very talented, and I think, you know, we're used to the Jonathan Taylors and the Derrick Henrys who face, you know, teams like the Jags and the Texans twice a year to just usually dominate. But they did it. The Colts did it against a pretty solid Bills defense coming in in the day and absolutely obliterated them. Um, so the Colts are looking good. Their defense um, is looking good. Honestly, I think they're a very well-rounded team. Michael Pittman is really starting to break out and emerge as their true number one receiver and a reliable number one receiver. Um, they're getting T.Y. Hilton back, but you know this team is looking good. They can run and stop the run, um, and I think they could be a problem come the you know come the playoffs. They fell short of their high expectations early on, but they're looking good now. Um, so I'm excited about the Colts. The Vikings, uh, also in this column, I think, you know, the Vikings have been so much close games, and they keep losing, and people are like, yeah, they're not a great team. But they are in these games. They're in every single game they play. Uh, they played well the last two weeks. They just knocked off the Packers, and they just knocked off the L.A. Chargers. Um, so I'm excited. I, you know, I think a lot of people were maybe expecting, you know, maybe a rebuild, a Mike Zimmer firing. I don't think so. I think I, you know, they are a five and five team, but they are gonna be, you know, the NFC right now as it, um, you know, as it pans out come playoff time. We're looking at really five teams that are kind of locked in: um, the Rams, the Bucks, Packers, uh, Cardinals, and then there's uh, then Cowboys, of course, and then you know it's kind of a frenzy for that last spot. And I think the Vikings are going to take that one. They look good. Kirk Cousins looks good. This offense is in rhythm, as they should be. Defense, I'm a little bit worried about. But honestly, uh, their offense will keep them in the games. They will be in shootouts. And they just might win a few like they have uh, recently. So, Vikings I like. Also, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, last team I have on here, they have really put things together. Um, You know, the running game has been... Very, very good. And this game, I thought, would be tough for them. The Saints are really good uh, against the run. They're notorious for it. Like, one of those teams that's not great, but they really just stop the run, focus on that. Um, And they couldn't do it this week. Uh, They got Miles Sanders back. The Eagles did. Jalen Hurts uh, had a phenomenal game, especially on the ground. He only put up 150 yards, but I thought he played great. Um, You have kind of a three-headed monster in this backfield now. Uh, maybe even a four-headed uh, with Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, and uh, the rookie Kenny Gainwell. Uh, the receiver, I, Devontae Smith has been looking good. Dallas Goddard's looking good. Uh, that number two receiver spot, little undecided. Uh, but I think the Eagles, similar thing to the Vikings. I'm not a huge fan of their defense, but uh, if they can dominate, especially through the ground, where you really control the tempo of the game, um, and being some shootouts, Jalen Hurts in this offense, they're explosive. They're looking good. Um, and don't forget Philly, you know, they, they are a veteran team. They have a lot of uh, solid offensive linemen there. Um, and I know they're looking to get a few more healthy. So I think they could be a problem come playoff time. They would definitely compete with the Vikings for that last playoff spot in the NFC. And maybe even one of those teams drops out. Who knows? Um, but I like this Eagles team. I, li- I especially like them for the future with a young quarterback, um, g- good young weapons, you know, guys like 
uh, Devontae Smith, Kenny Gainwell. His defense uh, is starting to come together. The pass rush, you know, Darius Slay is looking like his old self again. I like the Eagles right now. A uh, few more, in, so two more really. Uh, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, they are not looking good. I didn't put them in the pretenders column because they can win the tough games, but Tannehill, when he doesn't have weapons around him, he is just not good. I'm sorry, but he turned the ball over four times. Uh, you know, this running game just didn't get much going. The receivers are not good outside of A.J. Brown. And, you know, versus the Texans, even even the Texans, you should be able to throw the ball with just a guy like A.J. Brown. They do not have any corners that you're really scared of. Uh, I thought this game should have been a runaway for the Titans, even without Derrick Henry, without Julio Jones, and a not great defense. Um, but instead, it was the complete opposite. Texans really controlled the game through the ground. This defense of the Titans, I can't say it's looking good. Um, I thought their offense, though, would be you know great with Derrick Henry controlling the game, overpowering, you know, wearing down the opponent's defense. And Tannehill would have enough weapons where it's easy for him to run the offense. Well, it's not the case. And unless those guys get healthy soon, which I don't think they will, Titans need to figure something else out because they are not looking great. Uh, Ryan Tannehill needs to be better, though. You cannot win the game turning the ball over four times. Um, so I, I think Mike Vrabel, I love him as a coach, but I think he's got to have a sit down with his team and get things organized. Uh, next, the Chiefs. And I know I, everybody's saying I'm a week late on this. I don't think so. I think this is the perfect time to call them for real because now we know their defense has totally come together. Uh, they played a phenomenal game versus the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys lost CeeDee Lamb midway through the game and didn't have Amari Cooper, but this offense is still good. Uh, they shut him down, held him to nine points. Um, and their their offense, the Chiefs' offense, it's not looking like their Super Bowl last year, but hey, they find a way to win games. Andy Reid does a nice job adapting to the struggles early on. He's found a way to win, and it has been working. I, I, the Chiefs are dangerous. Uh, in the playoffs, I think they are for real. Uh, I wouldn't call them back to their old selves, but you know they're looking like a top, a top team in the AFC for sure. Um, so those are my takeaways. Waiver wire pickups. I know I'm running kind of long here, uh, so I'll go through those pretty quickly. Uh, give a little explanation. Devontae Freeman is number one on this list. Um, I think that's pretty explanatory. He is the clear number one with the uh, Baltimore Ravens in the backfield. Uh, yeah, it's tough to you know trust a Ravens running back, but um, even with Latavius Murray back, he's hung on in that number one role and played it pretty well. And also, you know, he's been a lot more efficient than Murray, so I expect him uh, to you know get even more snaps, more playing time. Uh, second, Elijah Moore, rookie uh, wide receiver for the New York Jets. Joe Flacco looks like they might have him for another week or two, and he loved going to Elijah Moore. They have a favorable matchup um, against the Texans this week, and he's now into a full-time role, even with Corey Davis and Crowder in that offense. They like Elijah Moore, um, and I, I like him too. I mean, what's not to like about this guy? He had all the hype in the preseason, very well-rounded receiver, you know, just kind of young and still figuring things out. So I expect him, you know, to have some struggles, but – he looks like a number one receiver on a team that will be passing the ball a lot, uh, but has a, improved their passing game with Joe Flacco now at the helm. Um, so I like him. 
Next, Van Jefferson, just kind of a surprising guy to me that's under 50%. Um, I like him right now. I especially liked him, you know, a week ago. And then, of course, they had to buy this week. I think OBJ will still, you know, be a little bit new to this offense. Yes, he's going to be more accustomed to it and, you know, learn the playbook a little bit more. But I still think Jefferson is the number two on this team as of right now. Uh, yeah, that's a bold take, but... Beckham has to learn the entire playbook, and it's you know very hard for an NFL receiver to do that, especially in an offense like Sean McVay's, which is very complex. Um, so I think Jefferson, a guy that's been around here, he got a lot of targets last week, didn't exactly perform well, but hey, the volume is there, the opportunity is there. Uh, teams are going to start doubling Cooper Cup, and I like Van Jefferson. Um, until until they really make it clear that Odell Beckham Jr. is their number two and he is going to be a heavy target in that offense. Uh, next, Cedric Wilson. I like, I like him as a streamer this week uh, with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb out. Yeah, I like Michael Gallup as well. He's over 50% owned though, so got to take him off. But when I've seen Cedric Wilson play for the Cowboys, I've liked what I saw. And I think out of the slot this week, which I assume they'll probably use him at, um, he will have a good game versus the Raiders, um, which he should. Prescott loves him. He's going to have to lean on someone. So uh, just might be his guy there with Cedric Wilson. Uh, next, we have LaVisca Chenault. Jamal Agnew is injured, uh, and that's basically it. You know, this uh, this Jags offense has been kind of trying to balance the two. Chenault's had a disappointing year, uh, but they've really had a disappointing year out of, like, all their offensive weapons. And Lawrence... He's, you know, improving. He needs someone to throw the ball to, though. And I think LaVisca Chenault, as a very valuable kind of gadget player in this offense, could turn in uh, to some fantasy relevance. So I'd keep an eye on him. And last but not least, the Jets running backs this week. Don't know how exactly the split is going to go because it's really been, um, you know, a roller coaster ride for the Jets running backs. But Michael Carter sounds like he's going to be out for two to three weeks. So I like Ty Johnson, especially as the primary pass catching back. It sounds like Coleman will probably be the uh, the primary running running back, um, but we'll definitely get some more updates on that uh, for, from Robert Sala during the week. So um, keep I would I would monitor that situation for now. I like Johnson a little bit better than Coleman, um, but I, you know I wouldn't mind picking up Coleman if you really are desperate and uh, he's the only guy available. So next, we're going to look here at the uh, upcoming games for this week. Starting off Thanksgiving Day, uh, we got Bears and Lions. Uh, let me check. That game is in Detroit at Ford Field. Uh, we see, you know, these teams play every year. I think it's going to be exciting. And I think the Bears come away with a uh, close win against the Lions. I think if Jared Goff is healthy for the Lions, it makes it a bit easier, but... This Bears defense is good. I mean, they held the Ravens, uh, you know, with a backup quarterback, of course, in Tyler Huntley, but their offense wasn't, you know, that different. Um, held them to a minimal amount of points, still lost. But I think with Andy Dalton, who I imagine will start this week, um, I, I actually like the Chicago offense a little bit better right now than what they had with Justin Fields. I think Dave Montgomery being back is a huge advantage because I think they can run over the Lions. Uh, simple as that. I think the Bears win this one on the road. Uh, next, Cowboys and Raiders should be a fun one at AT&T Stadium. 
Um, this one, I, I'm a little torn on because Dallas is depleted on offense. But, hey, every time Dallas suffers a tough loss, they are motivated to win the next game. Um, so I, I think, you know, they just played a tough Chiefs team. I think Prescott's going to be mad. I, I think this defense can shut down the Raiders too. I think they're built for it. Um, and I like Dallas, you know, at home, got the momentum. Um, I like them, you know, leaning on their ground game, kind of splitting it between Elliott, who also we hope Ezekiel Elliott is healthy. Um, he got a little bit banged up in that Chiefs game. Sounds like he's going to be good, though. He, he did tell reporters after the game he felt a lot better. Um, but I think they can lean on this ground game with Pollard and Elliott and, you know, make the most out of the, the small, you know, uh, small receiver chart they have right now. It's basically Gallup and Cedric Wilson, probably mixing a little bit of the tight ends with Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin, um, and let Prescott maybe do it through his legs a little bit. But I like Dallas over Las Vegas at home. Um, Las Vegas just, you know, they kind of look lost right now. Took a tough loss for the Bengals. Um, let them run all over them. So I think Dallas will overpower them with the offensive line and uh, the way they run the football. Uh, next, Buffalo and New Orleans. I got the Bills bouncing back against the Saints, but in a very, very close one. I think this one uh, is a good game for the 820 uh, on NBC. It's going to be fun to watch on Thanksgiving uh, night probably be asleep for that one but anyways um, the Bills I, you know that's the thing the Saints have been good they have one cornerback that can shut a receiver down that's Marshawn Lattimore uh, you know playing on Stephon Diggs the Bills don't really have a true number two beside him um, New Orleans can stop the run they can pressure Josh Allen but you know I, it's just hard for me to imagine the Bills losing um, again, you know, I feel like once again, it's kind of the same thing with the Cowboys. I just have a gut feeling that they will bounce back. Um, they took a tough loss versus the Colts, of course, but I think if they can stop the run, we'll see if Kamara is healthy. I just, I, it's tough for me to picture the Saints winning games just because they are so depleted on offense right now. I think the Bills defense, even if they can force a few turnovers, make this game into their game. Um, I like them to win it. Just a gut feeling they are the better team. I know the Saints will probably play well, give them a run for their money, but um, I like Sean McDermott to you know figure out a game plan for this one and Josh Allen to find a way to make plays. Uh, next, we move on to the Sunday uh, array of games, starting off Panthers and Dolphins, one of the least exciting games of the week. But um, anyways, in Miami, I like the Panthers over the Dolphins. Uh, could be a close one, though. I could see this one going both ways. Um, it really comes down to, you know, will Miami play like last week uh, versus the Jets where they won, but they didn't have a great performance? Uh, or will they play like they did with the Ravens where they completely shut them down? That's a way better team than New York. Um, and they really got after the quarterback, Lamar Jackson, had a good game plan, looked locked in, looked like one of the best teams in the AFC. We'll see. That's to be determined, but I think Miami's probably going to be somewhere in between. Playing a Carolina team, though, where Cam Newton actually played a lot better than I expected last week, even on a loss. But Carolina's defense is good. Dolphins' offense, not very good. Um, simple as that. I, th I think the Dolphins, you know, outside Jalen Waddle, do not have weapons on offense. Um, and maybe Mike Gesicki, I'd add on, but... 
Um, Panthers corners, especially with the addition of Spawn Gilmore, they look good right now. They can pressure Tua. Poor Sunu went, you know, a tough game. I like what Tua's been doing the past few weeks, but Carolina's defense is tough. Um, I can't see Miami putting up more than 20 points. I can definitely say Carolina doing that, um, especially with McCaffrey back, too. That elevates their offense so much. There's so much stuff you have to worry about um, on, you know, as a defensive coordinator facing them. I like Carolina getting a win on the road over Miami. Uh, next, Jags and Falcons, another very boring matchup, and we have another one after that. <laughs> um, but uh, I like the Jaguars actually pulling this one off at their home turf uh, versus the Falcons. We just saw the Falcons get destroyed, and Jacksonville can put pressure on the cornerback, quarterback, believe it or not. Um, Atlanta, I mean, if they do have Cordero Patterson, that helps a little bit, but they haven't been able to run the football. And if they can't do that versus Jacksonville, it's hard to find a way, especially with their receiving core right now, to really get anything done through the air. I think Jacksonville really, you know, shuts them down. I don't think they need to put up a lot of points, um, but I think they still win this game. I like the way they've been progressing in offense. Their defense can definitely shut down the Falcons. Um, so I like, I like what I've seen from the Jags. I think they get a nice home win today. Uh, not, not today, on Sunday. Um, and then we have the Jets and the Texans. Should be an exciting one there. Uh, but once again, another, you know, matchup of the bottom feeders. Uh, so I like the Texans over the Jets. I think the Texans played well last week. They can definitely run the football against the Jets, who are the worst against the run in the NFL. Uh, Houston, though, not far ahead of them. So, but we'll see. I, I think the Jets... Uh, without Michael Carter, you know, I don't know what to expect from their offense because I don't like Tevin Coleman. I never have. I never will. I mean, he's just injured all the time. It's so hard to trust this guy. Their offensive line isn't that great. Um, I like Ty Johnson as a pass-catching back, but I don't think he really gives you a ton uh, besides that. He's not really going to run the football a lot. Um, he's going to catch passes, go for a few yards, nothing more. I think the Jets' offense, if they can get it figured out with – you know, their weapons, uh, Crowder, Davis, and Elijah Moore has broken out over the past few weeks, paired with Joe Flacco, and maybe even Joe Flacco not even starting. I, I We'll see. Their quarterback room is a mess right now. See if Wilson's back, but I don't think it's going to affect it too much. I think Houston would just dominate it on the ground like they did last week with Tennessee. Uh, they found a way to win, and I think they'll continue to lean on that through the ground, of course. Um, so I like Houston uh, picking off. Uh, I would say picking up an upset. I actually don't know who's favored in that game. Um, but on the uh, at home, actually, in Houston, um, I think they take a W. Uh, next, we have a divisional matchup here, NFC East, Giants, and Eagles. I like the Eagles a lot over the Giants. Um, they've got this running game going versus one of the best defenses in the NFL uh, in terms of the run defense and the New Orleans Saints, I think they can definitely do that against the Giants. We just saw Tampa Bay destroy them. Um, but ultimately, I think Jalen Hurts is too much for this defense to handle. I think the Eagles going to win. Eagles defense has also been a lot better recently. And we just saw Daniel Jones and this offensive line get absolutely hammered with pressure. Um, their injury situation is a mess. Saquon Barkley doesn't look good. Everything right now is pointing in the wrong direction for the Giants. Um, and meanwhile, Philadelphia is on the rise. So 
I'm going with Philadelphia for all of those reasons um, in a pretty, you know, simple, I think, um, blowout win for the Eagles, I'll call it. I, I was considering saying blowout, considering saying, you know, somewhat of a close game, but I'm going to go with a blowout for the Eagles um, to beat the Giants. Next, we have a uh, not blowout game. I think this one will be close despite what we saw earlier in the season. Uh, we got the Bengals and the Steelers, another divisional one here in the AFC North. Um, but I got a gut feeling about the Spangles team. They have looked good. They are well-rounded. Uh, they bounced back with a great win against the um, Las Vegas Raiders. Joe Burrow has been doing well. He's found, you know, his, his receiving core with Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. They've divvied up those uh, targets well. A lot of options to worry about there for the Pittsburgh defense. Um, and then Joe Mixon, he's been playing great recently. Their offensive line hasn't been that bad. Their defense has been, you know, average, which is definitely good, you know, considering the guys they had, the expectations we had earlier in the season. Uh, Pittsburgh's offense, you know, they've, they actually looked very, very good against the Chargers, but I still worry about them. Um, Najee Harris looks like he's going to play. Did suffer a... Uh, a tough moment there in that game against the Chargers, but he ended up coming back later on uh, out of the concussion protocol. So it looks good to go. But Pittsburgh's offense, I just I, I don't see Big Ben putting up a lot on, on the offensive side of the football. I think their defense will keep them in games, but Cincinnati found a way to hammer them last time. Uh, I think they do it again. They're at home. I think Joe Burrow can you know make this ball fly through the air. It's too much to worry about for the Pittsburgh defense. And if they can't put pressure on them, they are in trouble. So I like the Bengals or the Steelers. Next, Bucks and Colts uh, in Indianapolis. I like the Bucks to pull this one out. I think, you know, they, they did put together a good game versus the Giants, but it wasn't, like, great. I expected after a Brady ugly game for him, you know, pissed off Brady, I think can go for, like, five touchdowns. Um, he, you know, he... Came up a little bit short of that, of course, but he had a good game versus the Giants. I think he continues it versus the Colts. If anyone can stop Jonathan Taylor, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think I don't think they can really stop him, but I think they'll slow him down. I think that's enough to take down the Colts. If you can slow him down, hold him to under like 75 yards, which I think they're capable of, I think Tampa Bay can win this game, um, especially with their offense. I like the Colts' defense, as I mentioned, but... When you have guys like Mike uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, possibly Antonio Brown, and great offensive line, great quarterback, too much to worry about for Indianapolis. I think Tampa Bay's defense is starting to come together. I think they get a nice win versus uh, the Colts in Lucas Oil Stadium. Next, moving on here to the Patriots and the Titans. I think this will surprise some people, but I'm going with the New England Patriots. Um, they have been very, very good. Tennessee coming off a brutal loss to Houston. But honestly, nothing, especially as a Patriots fan, I know this might seem biased, but nothing about Tennessee scares me at all. At all. I Ryan Tannehill doesn't scare me. A.J. Brown doesn't scare me. I mean, yeah, he's one, he's one receiver. He's not going to make the difference. I said this with Kyle Pitts. He's not one of those game changers that's going to be a win or loss. He's not that type of guy, especially versus Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick can shut down any one guy in the NFL, no matter how good he is. He will shut, if he's, especially if he's the only offensive weapon, and right now he is, I, he can shut him down. 
I think he can definitely shut down this Titans offense. Um, and, and opposed to, you know, the Tennessee defense, nobody that scares me. They can't put pressure on the quarterbacks. Their coverage is not good. They have no cornerbacks that are remotely good. I, right now, at least. I mean, I haven't seen anybody stand out to me on, on the defense side of the football for Tennessee uh, in that secondary. Harold Landry's had a good season. You know, their defensive line isn't terrible, but you can run against them. The Patriots, at least, have been successful in the run the past few weeks. They've looked good. Tennessee is not. This is in Gillette. I trust Bill Belichick to get this one done. Um, I like the Patriots over Tennessee and by a good amount, too. I think this one will be a blowout and surprise some people uh, in favor of the Patriots. Next, we move on to the 4 o'clock games here. We got the Chargers and the Broncos. Another one that will probably surprise some people, I have the Denver Broncos winning this one. Uh, I know, you know I've liked the Broncos all season long, even though they haven't performed um, as I have hoped. But Chargers, we just saw them play a not, you know, kind of a sloppy game versus the, the Steelers. And that's a defense that, in my eyes, is similar to Denver. Um, yes, I know they pulled out the win. Herbert played great, but... I think the Broncos find a way to beat these kind of teams. They sit back in coverage. They don't throw you a lot of pressure, but, you know, once you take care of a guy like Keenan Allen and, and maybe even, uh, you know, a little bit of Mike Williams, you can shut down this offense. Yes, they have Austin Eckler, but Eckler I really like, especially out of the passing game. As a running, true, true running back, I'm not super worried about him on this Denver side. And speaking of the running game, L.A. has been one of the worst teams against the run. We saw it with Najee Harris, even in a game where he was injured. Uh, you can run against them, and especially with uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, this backfield split has been great, by the way. Uh, I think they will I think they will run into this the teeth of this Chargers day and come away with a win. The receiving weapons have been good. Uh, they just extended Cortland Sutton. And Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's been... Playing, you know, decent, I'd say. He's been filling in his role solidly. He hasn't had to do too much. Um, but, I, you know, I like the way he plays. I think this Denver defense has a nice bounce-back game. And I think they get the win at home uh, in Mile High Stadium. Next, we got the Rams and the Packers. I have the Packers taking this one at home. Um, I think, you know, it comes down to this. It's really the Rams' offense versus the Packers' defense. We know the Packers have put up some points, even against the good Rams' defense. We, you know, we saw in the playoffs last year. I, it's you know, because I think Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams, by the way, is going to be a fun game to watch, uh, fun matchup to watch at least. Um, but you know, Matt Lafleur is so good at scheming these guys open. Um, we saw it last year in the playoffs. In this game, L.A. versus Green Bay, you know, there was just plays where Ramsey was doing everything, but he could not stop Devontae Adams, you know, especially in, in the red zone. You know, Devontae Adams is a very nice touchdown catcher, remember, and Ramsey was just frustrated. This L.A. team does not look in sync. I know they're coming off the bye. It wouldn't surprise me if they got a win, but ultimately... Green Bay has been rolling. Their defense has won them games this year. Even if they don't put up a crazy number of points, I think they can win this one, it, especially if they can force some turnovers versus Matthew Stafford. They've been able to force pressure. They've been able to force turnovers. I see no reason why it doesn't continue with the L.A. Rams, a struggling offense that is without 
uh, one of their top receivers. I like the Packers over the LA Rams. Uh, next, we have the Vikings and 49ers. I actually didn't write this one down, so I'm looking at the schedule here. Um, but I like the Vikings over the 49ers, and, you know, it should be a close game. But the Vikings have been playing well. There's a lot of offensive uh, weapons, you know, that San Francisco has to worry about. And San Francisco's corners have actually played pretty well this year, but... You know, they're they're thin at that position. I don't think you have enough personnel to really take care of both Jefferson and Thielen and also be able to stop the running game at the same time. Um, so I like the Vikings putting up a lot of points in this one. I think the 49ers can put up some points. I like the way they've been playing uh, with their offense, especially Jimmy Garoppolo. He's really uh, changed my opinion on him. I honestly thought that Trey Lance could should probably be the starter. Um, but he's changed my mind. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing well. With all that said, though, Minnesota gets the win. They're the better team in San Francisco. Next, we have the Sunday Night Football game, Ravens and Browns. This should be a fun one watch. These teams hate each other. They're division rivals. They've both been struggling as of late. Um, and this one, this one should be a gutsy one. It should be a close one. But I like the Ravens over the Browns. Um, in a close game, but ultimately, uh, Cleveland has struggled against the run. You know, I get excited when I see teams now facing the Browns as, you know, as a running back or a, even a rushing quarterback like Jamar Jackson, which should not be the case for a contending team, but it is. Uh, I think Baltimore can run over Cleveland in this one. I think Cleveland, yeah, they'll have some probably success on the ground here and there, put up some points, but... Lamar Jackson's going to be too much for this defense. Their running game, uh, their backfield at least, um, has been, you know, nice in rhythm now. They've gotten things going. They, you know, eliminated Le'Veon Bell from their split. Uh, they're really, you know, Murray and Freeman, both guys have been actually playing pretty well. Looks like Hollywood Brown's going to be back. And this defense, you know, Cleveland's offense has not been super scary, especially when going to the pass. I, th I think they can force some turnovers. I like Marlon Humphrey to shut down Jarvis Landry, and then you really have no offensive weapons outside of your backfield for Cleveland. Um, so I like Baltimore winning this one. I think they're the better team. They get the home win. Last but not least, Seahawks and football team on Monday night. This is an interesting game, uh, but I like the Seahawks. I think this is, you know, finally where their offense gets clicking. Um you know, I think they, they really, they kind of have to win this one. Washington's defense has struggled. Just saw it against Cam Newton. Uh, they've, you know, they've struggled against bad offenses. But I like Seattle to get things in, in rhythm, get things clicking now. Um, this is really just a prediction because we haven't seen it happen. Um, but, you know, you have DK Metcalf, you have Lockett. Uh, I like what Alex Collins can do on the ground, too. And Washington's offense is good. They'll put up a fight, but, you know, they, they are not one of those teams that's going to put up, you know, 30 points. I think the Seahawks have the potential to do that. Will they do that in this one? I don't know because we haven't really seen it happen this year. But I like Seattle. They're the better team. I think they really have a talk in this locker room. Pete's, Pete Carroll does what he has done for years, gets the game plan together, gets the team back in order, and comes out with a victory. Uh, so that is, a, you know, we're going to wrap it up here. We've hit about 45 minutes on the podcast. Uh, so this was a good one. Um, as I mentioned, I'll get back to doing these weekly. 
and possibly, you know, two times a week. Uh, I've been in contact with some special guests. Definitely going to get more of them on here. Uh, but leave your feedback in the comments, and I hope to see you guys soon. Peace.